sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. It's time for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, where I'm joined this week by Russ Mould, Investment Director of AJ Bell. We're going to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. And I think, Russ, you want to start with house builders, don't you? Yes. I mean, they've been in the news. Um, and I guess in some ways it, it kind of provides us with, you know, that one of the questions that we often get about how do financial markets matter in the real world? And I guess this is a great example of that because it, it, it gives us a feeling for how the nation's short-lived flirtation with trussonomics has, infected, has, has, has affected things. So we'd already had some slightly cautious outlook statements from Barrett and Bellway earlier in, in the middle of October talking about an easing off in reservation rates. Uh, and then we've had this week some much more uh, gloomy commentary from Persimmon and Taylor Wimpy. They've both flagged sticky input cost inflation. They've both flagged rising cancellation rates. So the net reservation rate is going down. They've both cited you know, mortgage availability is, a, is an issue recently, which again is the direct one of the one of the direct fallouts from trustonomics in the interest rate. Bond yields shot up. Banks therefore withdrew some of their mortgage products and, and repriced those that they didn't. And in the case of Persimmon, uh, as an added um, challenge, the, the company up increased the amount of provisions it was setting aside for cladding reme- remediation under the, the regime laid down by Michael Gove when he was at the, the Department yes. of Housing and, and Environment. Um, and to kind of cap it all off, Persimmon announced that it would probably be cutting its dividend, which has been running at 235 pence a share. So the, the shares in, did, did, did stumble uh, in Persimmon and, and today and in, in, on Thursday in, in Tillowimpi. But I think the, the, the interesting thing, so first of all, we've got the, the, the impact of trustonomics on the real world and why Jeremy Hunt and Rishi Sunak are still going to be very keen on the 17th of October, to, on 17th of November, I should say, to portray a regime of fiscal probity to keep bond vigilantes happy and make sure that bond yields and mortgage rates don't spike again. But the other interesting thing is that I think by, I mean, the, the share prices of house builders have been weak for some time. They were trading near 12 month lows anyway, and in some cases, multi year lows. Um, and I, I guess the market kind of smelled it coming. And, and why do I say that? Well, Persimmon's 235p dividend equated to a, a dividend yield of 18%. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think I'm that was with, with, a, with a forward PE of about five. So I think in that respect, that's the market's very polite way of saying we don't believe you when it comes to the comes to the analysts forecast for earnings and for dividends. Yes. So with, with that, bear in mind, I mean, th- th- there is a growing list of FTSE 100 companies that have on paper offered a double digit percentage dividend yield. Uh, it goes back to um, Vodafone, Centrica Max and Spencer's when it was still in the index, uh, Evraz when it was still in the index, uh, Royal Mail or IDS as it is now when it was still in the index. And, and so Persimmon has joined this slightly inglorious collection of companies that were on paper offering a thumping great dividend yield, but now on paper, but won't do so in, in, in the real world. And I guess that, that combination of a very, very high dividend yield and a very, very yes. low earnings multiple, j- just for perhaps less experienced investors, certainly is normally the market's way of saying, look, the numbers are just cobblers. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the share price had fallen to say, well, you know, we, we, the market was smelling trouble ahead and now the companies are simply confirming it. So the question now is well, what do you do with the stock if you own it, or what do you do with the? Do you, do you have a look at the stock if you don't? And in the short term, it's kind of tough to find a catalyst as to why these things are going to go up because input cost inflation is still a challenge, labour availability is still a challenge, 
on the face of it, interest rates are going to be going up for a little bit longer yet because the Bank of England's still trying to put the hammer down on inflation. We don't know what the whether there's a you know whether we're through the worst on the cladding remediation costs or not. But as we all know, for stocks, quite often think they're at the most interesting when the news looks blackest and darkest. There's and the, in the case there's of the, the contrarian Russ Mulder that comes the in love. And, and in the case of the, 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 the builders, most, and I stress most, but not all of them, are now trading at a discount to net asset value or book value per share. So they are already pricing in an earnings recession in effect. And if you look at house builders, the old rule of thumb that I was taught many years ago by the building analyst during my days when I was covering tech at the investment bank, was that builders at one time's book value below, potentially very interesting. Builders at two times book value and above, not very interesting at all. And so, you know, Persimmon, for example, was trading at 2.3 times book at its peak because of that fat dividend yield. That's just about got back to one times book, still perhaps a bit early. But there's others uh, such as Crest Nicholson, such as Red Row, such as Bellway are trading at big discounts to book value. Now, Vistry is as well. But Vistry, a lot of the assets on the balance sheet are actually goodwill relating from an, an acquisition. There's another deal coming around the corner. So that's a bit more of a complex yes. situation. But you've got, therefore, lowly valuations, blown up sentiment. Market now, you know, the, 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 the prospect of dividend cuts will not shock. You've got analysts now actually price it, factoring in earnings in twenty fiscal 24 or even 25 being lower than they were in 2022. And they've got net cash balance sheets. So unlike 2007-8, when they walked into the great financial crisis with £4 billion of net debt between them, at the last count, the quoted house builders had £4.4 billion of net cash. Now, this isn't going to say it's not going to be a bumpy ride, because it, it, it clearly is. But again, if you're feeling brave, patient, contrarian, you've certainly got time to do your homework on these things. But net-net, we know there is demand for quality dwellings out there. There's still a shortage wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world if the government panicked and came up with some fresh stimulus scheme. We can come back to the merits of that in a second yes, yes. Um, for political or economic reasons. Um, and so I, I just think now it might be an interesting time to do your research on these things when they're flat on their back and they're trading by and large at a discount to historic book value. Yeah. Let's just briefly take a pause there. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. I'm Simon Rose, talking to Russ Mould of AJBL. I, I mean, Russ, uh, obviously many investors are quite keen to have a decent dividend yield, but obviously a safe one. You don't want to suddenly buy a stock and find it's uh, taken a die because the dividend yield was too good to be true. But when, with inflation as it is, of course, it's even more important for many investors. It, to it is. I mean, the How do you find safe dividend yield? Bearing in mind one thing that I've never... I, I mean, I've written about, and I know it's true, but it never seems to quite work out there, that if you actually buy a stock that has a decent yield and it continues increasing the dividend year after year, you actually get a massive yield on your original investment, yes. even if the current market yield is not very high. I think generally I, I, it depends upon the investor's needs and personal circumstances and requirements. So there is not one rule fits yes. all here. If you're looking for income, naturally the place that you will gravitate towards first is the companies that are offering the highest dividend yields, or at least something akin there too, which tends to be plodders like utilities who aren't offering much earnings growth. So to, to attract investors and compensate them, they have to attract a higher dividend yield. And, and, and that's just the way it yes. is. What you, But generally, as you say, if you're looking for that magic long-term combination of capital return plus dividend, 
going for the fat dividend companies isn't the way to go about it. And quite often those big dividend payments can become a millstone around the company's neck as they try and maintain them. And I think what's sensible about what Persimmon is doing, to go back to that one very briefly, is they've said, look, we can afford the dividend, but we just don't think it's sensible to pay it. It's £750 million pounds a year. We want to make sure we keep a net cash balance sheet. And quite frankly, we actually want to make sure that um, we can buy land at the bottom of the cycle because that's the real secret source of building. They'll deny it flat out when asked. But if you look at builders, those that buy land at the bottom of the cycle and then ride land in house price inflation upwards, that's really how you make it. They're really, really big bucks. So I have no problem with that capital allocation strategy. So to go back to dividends, Yes, you're right. On a very long-term basis, and we're, straight, we're talking here 10 years plus, yeah. the best investments are those that grow their dividend consistently. And that's just maths. So let's just choose an example. You have a company with a share price, hypothetically, of a pound, and it pays a dividend of a penny, 1% dividend yield. You know, Move along, not much to see here would be most people's immediate response. But let's then just say that that company increases its dividend by a penny every year for the next 10 years because it's got a really good competitive business, it's a competitive position, it's maybe got some pricing power, whatever the reason. So in 10 years' time, it's paying a dividend of 10p. Now, with the chances of the share price staying at a pound, I would think they're pretty low, right? Because that is a dividend yield of 10%. And given the sort of business we're talking about, it's probably got a good balance sheet, rock-solid cash flow, and a strong competitive position. So just through sheer dint of maths, a higher dividend will drag the share price higher over time. Yes, and there are about... From memory, 16 or 17 FTSE 100 members right now that have grown their dividend every year for the last 10 years. And they've been stunned. The only one that hasn't beaten the FTSE 100 over that time, I think, is British American Tobacco. Um, United Utilities is, is about there. BEE Systems is about there. But there's like Crowder, Halmer, have just absolutely, Ashtead have beaten it absolutely stone cold. So if you can find them, great. The one thing, obviously, you've got to be careful of is not overpaying for them. Uh, and also, of those 16, I think only four were in the FTSE 100 when their dividend streaks began or, or were in the FTSE 100 10 years ago. So you're probably looking more towards the 250 yes. and some of the nether regions of the, of the 350 to try and find the next generations of Crowders and Halmers who have yeah. been such brilliant performers. And I'm sure they're out as, there. As with everything, you've got to do your research first. You've got to do your research, my friend. There's no, and there is no one size fits all. But yes, if you can track them down, that the magic combination of growing dividend and a capital return will see you a very long way. Russ, thank you very much indeed. That is Russ Mould, uh, Investment Director of AJ Bell, discussing the financial outlook for personal investors. Russ, thank you very much indeed. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.